Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. I hope you all had a great week and I'm excited to be back to our time together today. Today we're talking about something kind of a little different than the last few episodes had been. Today I want to talk a little bit about minimalism. It's this huge trend these days, probably you've all heard of it. Like a quick Google search would yield a mountain of results. Blogs, podcasts, TV shows, documentaries, everything from living in a tiny house to owning only a hundred possessions or whatever number. And these are kind of the extremes. But even for those of us with normal size homes with kids, it seems like we keep hearing this message from culture that decluttering and simplifying is the answer. I do think it really can make a huge difference. A few years ago, I first really heard of this idea and I spent a ton of time going through our stuff, decluttering, giving things away we didn't need, throwing away or recycling things that were broken or we never ever need or we didn't use. And it felt freeing, it felt lighter and more wonderful and great, but it was never quite enough. I could never get rid of enough stuff to fix everything. I still got irritated with my kids for leaving things on the floor. I still got annoyed that there were dirty dishes to wash, even if there were fewer dishes. There were still piles of clutter that accumulated and I would just get frustrated. And I found myself thinking, if we could only get rid of more stuff, X thing would be better. If we just decluttered some more, this wouldn't happen. This thing would be fixed. So I did round after round of decluttering and I would think, okay, now we're good. But then the next time I had a mommy meltdown or just lost my patience or my kids were fighting, I found myself thinking, well, we just need to declutter more. We just need to simplify more. We just need to get rid of more things. And here's the thing that I've been thinking about lately that I've been realizing is simplifying, decluttering, minimalism, whatever you want to call it, can really be super beneficial. It can really lighten our loads. I think American culture spent a lot of years really focused on the idea of accumulating more stuff to make ourselves happy. And I think that now our society is kind of collectively realizing it doesn't work, that it doesn't make ourselves happy to just accumulate more stuff. It doesn't fill our deepest needs. The Bible actually talks about this idea even in Luke 12, 15, It says, then he, Jesus talking, said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kind of greed. 
life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And I think our culture is kind of realizing that. For a while, the message was, life is having more stuff. That's a wonderful life, is just having more things. And I think now we as a culture are realizing that having more stuff won't make us truly happy. So I think the pendulum's now kind of swinging to the other side, and the prevailing cultural thought seems to be, well, we tried accumulating all this stuff, that didn't make us happy, we still have difficult lives, we still have problems, so maybe the stuff is the issue, maybe all of our possessions are what's making life difficult and stressful. And so now there's this big cultural focus on minimalism, on decluttering, and I do think there's a lot of benefit and a lot of value in simplifying. You know, for us in our home, the laundry situation, the toy piles, the overall general clutter really is a lot better after I spend some time decluttering and then when we're intentional about not bringing more random stuff into our house. But, and I think this is a big but, minimalism or simplifying, decluttering can never completely fix our lives. Decluttering will not ever make me the perfect mom or wife. I can never simplify enough to fix everything because we still live in this fallen, broken world where there's sin, where there's mess, where there's selfishness, where we live with people who are not perfect. So I think we have to come back to this and say, yeah, life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And it also doesn't consist in owning the minimum number of possessions. Whoever dies with the most toys used to be, like, the expression, and and it's not true. Oh, sorry. Whoever dies with the most toys wins. I don't think I said that right the first time. Um, whoever dies with the most toys wins, people used to say. And I think we've all kind of realized that's not a true statement. That doesn't really bring fulfillment. But on the flip side, whoever dies with the fewest possessions to their name wins is also not true. Just like happens with a lot of things, I think our culture has taken something that can be good, simplifying, decluttering, and turned it into like this some sort of a competition of who can own the fewest spoons or something like that. Um, and we feel like if we can just simplify more, everything will be perfect. But the thing is, we live in this fallen world where the people we live with are sinful and selfish, where messes are always going to keep happening, no matter the number of possessions we have or don't have. In our hearts, we're longing for heaven, where everything is going to be perfect. And so we have this deep desire for that perfection. And I think it's really easy for us to try to make things perfect here and now. It's all too easy for us to buy into this lie sometimes that if we simplify enough, we'll be less stressed and therefore we'll never snap at our kids. We won't have rough days. We won't struggle with life's challenges. But decluttering doesn't change the fact that we live with sinful, selfish people and we are sinful, selfish people. We are still in the process of sanctification and we will be for the rest of our time on earth. We are still going to need to grow in character for the rest of our lives. I remember watching a few years back, there was a minimalism documentary and they kept 
various people in the documentary kept talking about how life isn't all about owning the most stuff and you won't find fulfillment in just buying more stuff. And I think that's true, but in this documentary, of course, they didn't take it the next step further and say, so where do we find fulfillment? What will really satisfy us? Well, it's not accumulating vast piles of gadgets and trinkets and toys. And it's also not found, fulfillment is not found, in having the smallest number of possessions. Our ultimate joy is not found in our possessions, either in the abundance of them or in the scarcity of them. Our ultimate joy is found in Jesus, in living for his glory, in being more focused on how we shine a light in the world than on how many outfits we own or don't own. Owning fewer possessions will not change you from the inside out. It can change your surroundings, but it won't change your heart. Only Jesus can really do that. So I don't want you to hear me saying that decluttering or minimalism are bad in and of themselves. My family has really benefited from simplifying. We've given away clothes that don't fit or we just don't like and so when I go to get dressed in the morning I can pretty much just choose anything weather appropriate from my closet and I'm happy with it. Way fewer decisions does equal less stress. Even if all of the dishes in our house are dirty it's not as huge of a pile as it used to be before we decluttered some of these things. We recently did another round of toy decluttering and now when it's time to clean up the toys my kids can usually do it in like five minutes if they're listening and actually focusing and picking up the toys instead of looking at me like there's an extra ear growing out of the top of my head when I tell them, okay, time to clean up. Um, so again, we can simplify the toys. Clean up is faster, but that doesn't change my kids' hearts. It doesn't change their character. It doesn't change all of their, who they are. So yes, go through the things you own. Take ownership of your possessions so that they aren't owning you. Clear some physical clutter to make space in your home or some calendar clutter to make space in your schedule. But I want to challenge us all to not look to minimalism or simplifying to change our hearts or to make us new because only God in us can do that. Only walking by faith with him can bring us the deep joy that I think culture tells us can be found in simplifying. I think the thing is that a lot of people these days who are talking about simplifying or minimalism they're on social media or podcasts or blogs, they really do kind of present it almost in a gospel-like way. If you just do this, your whole life will change. You'll be a better person because you'll be less stressed. You'll have less clutter, less things to worry about. And I know that a lot of times this is how they present it because they're trying to market their course or their book about decluttering or simplifying so I know this is marketing, but I feel like it's really easy to get sucked into that and to think, oh yeah, this will fix everything. So I really had to come to the place of reminding myself that minimalism, decluttering is not the gospel. Simplifying is a good thing, but if we look to that for our true hope and joy, then we will be disappointed. It's not bad to want a tidier house or a less frantic schedule, I think the potential problem really comes when we pursue these things as though they are the ultimate goal and we put a clean Instagram worthy house above growing in our faith and in our character. 
My favorite definition of minimalism is what Joshua Becker says. Minimalism is the intentional promotion of the things I most value and the removal of anything that distracts me from it. So I do want to challenge us all this week to sit down and to kind of do a clutter audit. Maybe you want to focus more on your home and your physical space. Maybe it's your calendar. Maybe it's your brain space, what's going on in your head. Or maybe it's how you spend your time even when you don't have things on your calendar. So you might want to journal this out or talk it through with someone. The point of this audit is to look at where is there unnecessary clutter in your life and take some steps to remove it so that you can focus on what you value most. So to get started, here are just a couple of questions you can ask yourself to journal through or to talk through with someone. The first is, what do I most value? So again, what do I most value? Is it my relationship with God, my own health, physical, mental, spiritual, my marriage, my relationships with my kids, serving others, doing well in my job? What do I most value? And then the other question would be, what things get in the way of me investing in those things that I most value? So for that first question, you don't have to choose one thing. You can list out, you know, all of the things that you value most. And then the second question, what things get in the way of me investing in the things I value? So just to give a few kind of examples and then ideas for some action items with this. If you wrote that you value time with your kids, you want to play with them, you want to spend time with them, but you feel like you're spending so much time cleaning up, picking up the toys, or asking your kids to clean them up and they're not doing it, it really might help to go through and to put some toys away for a while or donate them. Ask your kids to help you to say, what toys do you not care about that much that we could give away to some kids who don't have toys? So your action item there might be like a physical declutter of some toys. If you wrote that you value your relationship with your spouse and you want to spend time with them, you want to have deep conversations, but you just keep finding yourself glued to your phone in the evenings or other times when you could be talking, you might need to declutter your phone. Whatever it is that takes the most time on there, if it's reading the news, if it's social media apps, if it's whatever it is, maybe declutter those apps, those things off your phone and then only use them at set times. Say like, okay, during, while my kid's napping, I have I set a 30-minute timer to do those things or whatever that needs to look like for you. But it might be that for this area, your action item is to declutter your phone, not necessarily as a physical space, but as removing things from it so that you can focus on what you value most. If you value reading with your kids, talking with them, but it seems like you're always just driving around in the car from activity to activity, then you might want to declutter your calendar and choose one activity per kid so you have more quality family time. Realize right now we're in the middle of COVID stuff and that might not be where many of us are of having too many activities going on, but that might be a place you find yourself at a more quote-unquote normal time in life where the thing you need to declutter is your calendar to make more space, more time for the things you value most. And maybe you wrote that you value spending time with God, but you don't often sit down to read the Bible or pray. 
because your mind is full of the running to-do list, all the things you need to do. So maybe you need to declutter your to-do list. This is one of the hardest things for me to do, but sometimes we need to sit down and take a look at that to-do list, whether it's written out or just in your head, and say, what are some things on here that really are basically just clutter that I'm feeling obligated to do for some reason, but they're not actually necessary? And their mental clutter getting in the way of me focusing on what I value most. So those are just a couple ideas. Everyone's action item on this is going to look different because I don't know what things you value most and what things are getting in the way of that. But those would be the questions I would suggest asking yourself. So one more time, what things do I most value? And then what things get in the way of me investing in what I most value and how can I declutter and simplify those areas and as you're going through simplifying decluttering whether it's your physical space calendar mental space your time I'm going to challenge us all to just remember that getting rid of possessions letting go of time commitments and activities can really be beneficial can help reduce our stress levels but no amount of simplifying or decluttering will really fulfill us, will save us, will make things perfect. We live in a broken and fallen world and we will still sometimes respond poorly to our kids and we will still all be in need of the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. We will still struggle with sin whether we own a hundred outfits or five outfits. The only true hope for our souls is Jesus and the good news, the best news, is that he gave his life to save ours. Thanks for listening today, friends. I hope this episode encouraged and inspired you. If it did, I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at practicallyjoyfulmom, or you can send me an email at practicallyjoyfulmom at gmail.com. So glad we got to share this time together today. Thanks for choosing joy with me, friends. 